0: cardinals corner from arizona sports with tyler drake and eric ruby What a roller coaster of a game. Hello and welcome back into another edition of Cardinals Corner. My name is Eric Ruby flying alongside me as always is Arizona sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake, who was at State Farm Stadium to witness in person a very impressive first half and an equally as unimpressive second half as the New York Giants end up beating the Arizona Cardinals 31-28. to Tyler Drake, Mr. Boots on the Ground slash Hollywood What was it like at the Cardinals home opener? The vibes were high and then they weren't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a very good way to put it. My friend, I would say the first half, I think everybody sitting in that press box, kind of looked at each other and said, Whoa, Whoa, this, this offense, maybe, maybe Joshua Dobbs was right on the night and day change that he was seeing uh, during the week of practice this week from just the week one to week two. And it, he was in rhythm. The offense was in rhythm. They were forced, not force feeding, but they were feeding James Conner the rock and he was productive. They were had explosive plays. They were limiting negative yards. They were doing every single thing that they did wrong in week one. It seemed like not only were they doing it right, they were excelling at it. It was crazy. And then you flip over to the defensive side and they really, I thought, stacked two more quarters on top of that week one loss. I, I, you know, obviously it's a loss. Everybody wants it back, but I thought from the defensive standpoint, they showed exactly what I kind of thought I was going to see out of them. Obviously I think the giants have a little more firepower than the commanders. So I was very impressed with that first half from the defensive side. And then offensively, I mean, 20, zero going into half, you can't really ask for much better. You know, again, Dobbs has got to connect with Zach Ertz for a touchdown on those kind of passes. There's two of them now, back-to-back weeks where he could have had him for a touchdown and that could have really impacted the rest of the game. And so i think it's it's definitely on the right path but man it feel, it felt like and not even like coming back into the second half it felt like as soon as the cardinals answered back with a touchdown to the giants really quick score in the third quarter they it was almost like the Monstars and space jam they just gave all the powers away like they just were done on both sides of the football and and, I mean, when you look at what the Giants did, they scored on every possession in the second half. Like, you're not going to win a game if that's the case. I don't care if what the score was in the first half. If they're going to do that, you're probably going to lose that game, and that's exactly what Gannon told us game, And he said it. He put the cliche out there. It was a tale of two halves, and, and he couldn't have been more correct because that's exactly what it was, man. It was like seeing two different football teams take the field.
0: And you have to look at the Giants – Through an interesting lens, I understand that when the first half was happening, it's, oh my gosh, they're absolutely the worst team in football, and they're going to be competing for the number one pick, which very well might be true on the latter end, but at the same time, This team had too many offensive weapons and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley to be scoreless for two whole games. Like, let's just be real here, right? That was a scenario that nobody would even imagine coming into this game. Like, you weren't going into this thinking, hmm, the Giants might get shut out again, were you? No way. No. No way. You weren't. And so the fact that the Cardinals went out there and still shut them out for a half after playing good defense and limiting a commander's team to not a ton of points, obviously you end the game with 31. That's terrible. Like, that's not great, especially because those 31 came in the second half. But that's just kind of what you're going to get with this team this year. Teams are going to probably struggle to figure out the Arizona Cardinals a little bit. But once they do... I don't know if there's a ton the Cardinals have to counterpunch right now, because usually you counterpunch with, like, high-end elite talent. And I think the Cardinals are showing that they're pretty well coached, although that still has some work that needs to be done. They're pretty disciplined, but they definitely take some slides. Like they, I think they're getting a lot out of players that probably would not be getting a lot out of them on another team. And that's really kind of coming together and they're showing on their highs. You know, when you have back to back touchdown drives, one that's nine plays, 86 yards, another that's seven plays for 80 yards. That's like those back to back drives after not scoring an offensive touchdown in week one. Like that is a night and day difference, like what Josh Dobbs said. And I did see. A different Josh Dobbs. Was he perfect? No. Will I ever expect Josh Dobbs to be perfect? (laughs) No. 21 for 31. 228 yards. That's 7.4 yards per attempt. Threw for a touchdown. Also ran for a touchdown. Three rushes for 41 yards. He was the second leading rusher on the team behind James Conner, who also had himself a day. But if you're getting that out of Josh Dobbs and you score 20 points in the first half, you only score eight in the second, and your offense kind of collapses. If that was all spread out over one game, we would be talking about how complete of a game Josh Dobbs had.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right there, man. It's, it's, and like I said, he looked poised. He looked in a rhythm. He looked like he wanted that extra. He wanted somebody to hit him. Like him taking that dude in the end zone, that got people fired up. The crowd was was jacked watching that. Oh, he put uh, him unfold. down. Yeah, it was great. I mean, even uh, uh, Kyle Brant's uh, Angry Runs, he saw that. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's those kind of plays that can really help catapult you forward in that momentum factor and like, hey, this is how we should be doing things. These are the kind of, this is the feeling we need to have every time. So I definitely think there's things that he's improved on, but again, I there's still there's still a lot to be had for this offense. I mean, consistency. I don't it, it like I said, doesn't matter how good you are in that first half, you've gotta be able to close it out, especially yeah. being up. Yeah. Really three scores. I, I, it's and yeah, it's three scores. It's they they definitely should have turned some field goals into touchdowns. They should've uh, you know, I thought Prater should have had that fifty five yarder. Granted it's a fifty five yarder, but just you got to convert some of those field goals and you just got to limit those mistakes in the second half, whether it's the, you know, the false starts on that last drive or the, or just the, the just holding calls or or the ones that just can't happen. And when you're trying to either maintain a lead, keep yourself in a game that you're losing or that's slipping away from you or yeah, I mean, just, that's just really what it comes down to. You cannot have those mistakes happen. And, I think just with what, how this Cardinals team is constructed, those mistakes are tenfold more than what they would be for a team like, I don't know, let's say like the Niners or, or one of those teams that, is, that everybody thinks is going to the playoffs. They can, they can afford to have one or two of those mistakes. The Cardinals right now cannot. They definitely no. can't. The, the... And when they do, they shoot themselves in the foot and they limp the rest of the way through the game and, they, and we see the end result.
0: I mean, we saw what happens when you have a team shoot itself in the foot over and over again in the Cliff Kingsbury era, right? Exactly. And that was a way more talented on paper team. And there's a lot of pieces on this team that I, I enjoy watching that I think are going to be good football players or are good football players. So when I say the talent level is low, it's not non-existent. But you don't have stars, Right. Your closest superstars on offense are Marquise Hollywood Brown and Zach Ertz past his prime. Those are your stars on offense right now because you don't have Kyler Murray on defense. Your stars are no Buddha Baker this week, so you have zaven Collins, Jalen Thompson, like these Dennis Gardeck, like. These are all really good football players, but they're not game-changing superstars, right? And when you don't have game-changing superstars and you don't have a roster that's overall on the higher end, like if you're just laying out, hey, compare this roster to this roster, more of the blue-chip like talent is going to be on other rosters. Yeah. That's, just, that's the way that it is because that's where this Cardinals team is at. But what they're getting out of guys and what guys could grow into, I find extremely encouraging. And you and I talked about this. They're not going to wait a lot of games this year. So I'm not going to sit here and lose my freaking mind over their collapse in the second half. Point out the obvious like you did, Tyler. Unacceptable. You can't win football games like that. That needs to be cleaned up. This team does not have expectations to win a playoff game, to make the playoffs, to even be somewhat close. So the fact that coming out of week one where you did not score an offensive touchdown, I'm looking at James Conner rush for over 100 yards. I'm looking at 56 yards from Michael Wilson, 56 yards from Zach Ertz, 54 yards from Marquise Hollywood Brown, 32 from Trey McBride. That's really good. That's a lot better than it was the week before. I'm happy. I'm literally like I'm I'm usually a cynic. I'm happy about this because they showed growth. They undeniably did and then they showed they needed to grow more, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, 100%, man, I agree. I, I think that's a really good take. I think it's just—it's really about I think they took one step today. They took one step in the right direction. They didn't take the full two or three steps to get the win, but the, you, we clearly saw when things are working or when things are going the right way for this team, you can see how well it works. Right. It's all together. The coaching staff, I think, knows what they're doing. The coaching staff, I think, needs more time on task with one another And Gannon will be the first one to say that it's on him that they lost this game. Like he needs to be a better second half coach pretty much is, is really what he came down to is those things can't happen. You can't let Daniel Jones have so many explosive plays. You can't let him beat you with his feet as much as he did. You can't let Saquon end up having two touchdowns on the day. Like those are the things that they have to look back on and realize, Hey, if we just played this a little bit differently this next time, or if we communicated on this, or if we put in this guy instead of this guy, this could be a different outcome. So it's all of these little things. It's, it's going to be a process. Like if we see – so we saw half a good offense today. What are we going to see against the Cowboys? Are, and that's an even worse defense to go up against as a, for an offense. So I'm really curious exactly on what is going to happen starting out for this game next week against Dallas. I know we're still talking about this game, but now I'm, I'm kind of already looking ahead of like how do, they, how do they bottle up that first half again and come out with momentum – because what they left with, that is something you cannot bring back into the stadium if you're the Cardinals.
0: Well, we'll get there. We'll get there, Tyler. We'll get there. Hold your horses a little bit, all right, pal? I know you want to talk about Dallas, but we got this game to break down. Um, <laughs> I, I've gone long enough. Can I indulge myself now? Yep. Two tackles total. <laughs> two solo tackles. Those are Those are the same number, by the way. Zero tackles for a loss zero sacks excuse me uh zero qb hits zero passes defended zero touchdowns can you guess tyler the the player whose stat line i was reading
1: um i'm gonna guess it's a former cardinal who used to wear the number nine
0: yeah the guy who totally changed the game for the giants and then acted accordingly afterwards (laughs)
1: <laughs> man, that felt good, I believe was his tweet.
0: <laughs> okay, look, that? I like I get it, man. You go into your old team's house who just traded you for a seventh round pick and your team beats them. That's gotta be a good feeling. Kudos to you, but Isaiah Simmons, you didn't exactly shut the haters up. That's all I'm saying. We like that's no. that's all I'm saying is you did not come in there and have ten tackles and break up a couple passes and really be like, you guys made a mistake. You weren't a difference maker. And we
1: thought, we thought you, you know, we. I don't think we expected him to have a huge game, but I think we each thought he'd have a game, kind of game-changing, game-altering type play.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that he would he would make his presence known a little bit. According to some people um, who like to hate, listen to my Saturday radio show, I I implied that Isaiah Simmons was going to headhunt the Cardinals, which I never did, and he would not do, and that definitely did not happen. Uh, but I was expecting him to have a good game and he didn't
1: he hadn't he got a little he got a little chirpy there at the end once i think he realized that the cats were gonna win
0: yeah i talk about uh talking while you're ahead you know (laughs) i didn't see him talking trash when he had no tackles they were down 20 and i get it like you don't (laughs) really talk trash then because you're losing but stop acting hard like you're not I'm 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 so ready to not talk about Isaiah Simmons, man. Like I, I think I, I think I finally tapped out. I genuinely, th- genuinely think I finally tapped out. I don't want to talk well, about it's him perfect again.
1: Perfect time for it. The perfect time for you to finally, to finally be done with Isaiah, because I don't see them talking about him much more over here. <laughs> no,
0: I don't think he's gonna make himself that missed either. All the best to him. I wish him luck. I, I'm not necessarily rooting for his success. But I'm not rooting against, not it. Rooting against it. Yeah, you yeah. go out there and prove everybody wrong and make a lot of money and live a good life. Go, go, Isaiah. We believe in you, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else <laughs> from the Cardinals offense specifically? Then we'll shift a little bit more over to defense and that second half collapse as well. Stood out to you. Um, Michael Wilson needs more targets. Ding Ding, 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 ding. You nailed it. That's
1: about my biggest takeaway, I think, from the offense outside of, you know, James Conner ran the rock exactly how I think they expect him. Like, same. He's a stud. I think that's about the amount of carries that they want to give him in a game. I think it's 21 or 22, something around there. So I think that's what they want out of the running back. But I think Michael Wilson could be this team's number one. I'm just going to yeah. say, it. I really, I think the way he's built, the way he's making these grabs, man, they're not easy catches. This no. He's making some tough tough grabs. And he's only getting a couple, and he's making the most of them. So I think they really need to start looking his way more.
0: I was really encouraged by the whole receiving core today because I do believe that everybody kind of has their own unique flaw to them. And Michael Wilson kind of is the only one that you can point to and say, okay, if if everything's clicking, he really doesn't have a weakness. Now, obviously, he's not there yet. But he led the team, or at least tied yards-wise in receptions. Three receptions for 56 yards. That's an average of 18.7, as long as 21 yards. Caught three passes on three targets. Tied with 56 yards with Zach Ertz, who was targeted six times. That's about 9.3 yards per pass. Eight targets, so caught it six out of eight times. Hollywood Brown had a decent game, had a touchdown, caught one there. Six receptions for 54 yards on 10 targets, so he was targeted by far the most. But when you look at Zach Ertz, you say, okay, you got... Steady-ish hands. You've had a couple drops that maybe you shouldn't have, but you're just a security blanket. You're not really going to be breaking off or getting any yards after contact. That's your weakness, right? Hollywood yep. Brown is you're kind of go big or go home. You're not an every yep. every down type of guy. Rondale Moore just seems to get one play a game. One play a game, you're good. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right there, man. You are right there.
0: And then Trey McBride, two receptions for 32 yards. I, I thought he had some good grabs. I like it. I... I don't really know what to expect out of him, but if he could give you 30 to 50 yards per game and do some good blocking, like, that's fine. But you look at all of those players, you list off everybody. I think it's clear that Michael Wilson has the best potential for not the long-term future, but even the short-term future to to hit 100 yards. I, don't, I think Hollywood Brown would be there too, but three receptions for 56 yards is not something to sneeze at.
1: No, no, not at all. And, and, yeah, I think I'm right there with you too, man. I think he's really the guy that is is just the full – like a full complement of what they need out of that position. Like just head to toe. I think he really has it together, and I think it's just a matter of getting more reps and getting more chemistry with uh, Dobbs and whoever else if they decide to make a switch down the line.
0: Okay, couple more notes on the offense. I want to talk specifically about James Conner because – I understand where this Cardinals team is at, but watching James Connor run makes me kind of upset that he's not on a title contender right now. Yeah. Because he's that type of back where if he wasn't the only guy who could do what he did and he was in an offense that had a Kyler Murray level starting quarterback or a non backup starting level quarterback, and maybe some better receivers around him to open up the field more. I mean, this is somebody I think we could talk about as just a constant near 100-yard-per-game guy. If he yep. was in the right situation, and he's still doing it here, and I'm happy he's here. He's a great Cardinal. He's a good contributor. He's a good guy. Like he He fits the mold. You want him on your team, veteran leader. But part of me feels like, you you deserve to be competing for something right now because you never know when it's going to be your last season producing as a running back. You know, yeah, yep. yep. So that's agree, just yeah. that's just kind of a weird thought that I had during the game.
1: No, 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 and I get that. And and it's and and I think the other thing too, man, is just how much he cares. Like I mean, when we talked to him in the post game in the locker room, he was like, "I'm." I, Somebody said, how happy was it just to see the offense kind of take that next step in the first half? Obviously, it wasn't a win, but you guys have, like, you have more to build off of. And he goes, I'm sick to my stomach. We didn't win this game. We didn't do We didn't completely finish this game. Like, we need to go back. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm not discouraged, but I'm hurt with what we did today. Like, we need to be able to put out a better product, game in and game out, and the mission was not accomplished today. Yeah, there were some good, there were some highs in that offense, but at the end of the day, they did not do their job. And, and I think just having that kind of mentality, that's what you need. That's what you need from every freaking player on the team.
0: Yeah, i I feel really bad for them because they were cruising to a home win, which they are obviously craving and in desperate need of, Jonathan Gannon's first home win, you want to give your fans something, right? You don't want to walk away like, yeah, I'm happy, right? Like, I'm happy with what they're showing, but you still want to win this game. First pick to the side, right? Winning week two does not take away your number one overall pick. It's just, that's not what happens, right? But it builds, but it builds a lot. For what you want to do long term. Yeah, you don't you don't want to lose a game like this. Like you should be disappointed in a game like this. If you're a fan, you should be disappointed in a game like this. And some people will probably listen to the first ten minutes of this and be angry that I didn't say that in the first ten minutes. But it it is the truth, right? All of the positives, all of the stuff that you could take away from it, how the defense was able to hold down for a half, how the offense was able to perform for a half, you still shouldn't lose this game, especially at home. You really shouldn't. And that sucks. There's no, there's no way around it. That sucks. And that's why, yes, it, it makes next week really interesting. Really interesting. And before we get to the Cowboys and their defense, let's focus in one last time on the defense from tonight. want to give a shout out to Kayvon Wallace, who has yeah. been really, really, really good for this team through two games.
1: Yeah, he's been, he's been killing it, man. He's especially stepping in for Buda. I mean, obviously Buda Baker brings you another level into that defense, but that first half, you really couldn't tell that he wasn't out there, just from how well Wallace was playing. So, and shout out Keitrell Clark. Yeah, yeah, Keytril got he, he got he got a little roughed up in the second half, but he, I thought he played pretty well in the first.
0: I have a feeling he is going to be the type of player that visits the medical tent pretty often, because like yeah, a Buddha no, Baker for his, for his life. <laughs> right, like a Buddha Baker, he's a little undersized and he just flings himself at everybody else. And I love it. He's. I think he's going to be a really fun player. I don't know if he'll be, you know, number one in your secondary, right? But yeah. as a six-round pick to be holding your own week two, that's, that's all you can ask for. Not, that's not nothing, man. That's not nothing. Key Charles, a dog. I, I really, really am excited and hopeful in his growth. I think that Kayvon Wallace being this team's leading tackler this game is – an encouraging and not an encouraging thing, you know, that somebody that new is going to lead you in tackles. But Chris Barnes had a good game. Kaiser White continues to be solid. Jalen Thompson, all three of those players, they had seven total tackles. Marco Wilson had a decent game. Dennis Gardeck still had a sack. Zaven and Victor DiMakage split a sack. This defense, they they had a good showing. It, it maybe wasn't the output that they had in week one. And of course, they got carved up in the second half. But again, if that was all spread out over the game and they stopped them on some drives and maybe let a touchdown there and then stopped them on a couple and it wasn't just being mincemeat for a half, this would be a little bit more stomachable, but they showed building blocks. And I think there's a couple players in here that you can look at and say, these guys could be contributors when this team wants to be good again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. Right now it's just, you got to weed out the people that you think can stick around and really contribute when you've got to, when it's, a year, two years, three down, three years down the road. Like, yeah, this is exactly the type of, uh, you know, it's it's not a throwaway year, but it's a year where there's not a lot of expectations. So right now you've got to really nail down who you want to bring back and who you really think you can build, build a
0: team around. Yeah, and I think that they're seeing that through two weeks. I think you can look at a lot of players and say, Parrish Johnson Jr. I mean, obviously you're a top pick, but you're going to be around next year. Michael Wilson, you're going to be around next year. Keytril Clark, you're going to be around next year. Kayvon Wallace, why not? Probably should. Why not? He's he, Kaiser White. Why not? Like, oh, Kaiser White definitely should. Like he he signed a one year deal, right?
1: I got to think on that. It might have been a two. I don't know. It wasn't look, long. It definitely wasn't long term. I mean, I regardless, I think what the, he brings to the defense, you need to bring him back.
0: Yeah, he I mean he's fit in with getting great. I thought I thought Nick Wallace has done a good job. I thought Drew Petzing has done a good job. I think they've kind of spread it out. There's not just reliance on one major star player, which is why when Buda Baker goes down, that guy still feel comfortable that they can step in. And that's that's important. That's a good stepping stone. That's, you know, to miss your best player on the team, that's not a that's not a small feat to be able to hold your own throughout that. And No, and speak No, keep going, sir. No, please, Tyler. Let me lay out the floor for you.
1: Speaking on Buddha, I mean, this Kayvon Walsh uh, trajectory might continue on next week because they're still evaluating Buddha. Obviously, he plays through injuries. We saw last year with the ankle, but clearly was not okay enough to play. Uh, Gannon told me he got nicked up on Friday at practice, and now that'll be something they watch going into this next week. So I I don't know if he's completely out of the woods or – you know, the injury side of things just yet.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i going to be honest with you. I kind of thought he was going to play just because it's Buddha. Do. Just because it's Buddha, it's Buddha. you know. Yeah, yeah, it's Buddha. Yeah, it's Buddha. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was a little surprised he didn't play, but that, that must mean that it is pretty serious, right? That must mean yeah. that, okay, especially a hamstring, you don't really want to push that too far any other thoughts on week two the Cardinals losing to the Giants 31 to 28 here on Cardinals Corner Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake as I set that up awkwardly any final any final thoughts
1: (laughs) I got I got nothing on, on week two anymore I think we're I think we can close that book
0: all right well then let's open up and go to the next chapter that would be chapter three week three taking on the Dallas Cowboys first thing that comes to your mind go
1: First thing, the defense is going to be real scary against this Cardinals offense if we saw anything like we saw in the
0: second half. Yeah. That Dallas defense ain't no joke.
1: No joke. They are ball hawks, and they like to get the football. I mean, Micah Parsons is the real deal. They've got a lot of just – they're scary, man. They've they've got a solid team. You know, I think offensively they still got to check a few boxes on the quarterback side of things. But outside of that, they're pretty complete right now.
0: They are looking like one of those teams that is is going to be vying for one of those final spots at the end of the season. Your final fours, you're in your Super Bowl. I mean, it's the Dallas Cowboys, and you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. But 40 yep, nothing week one against the Giants, 30-10 week two against the Jets. You can argue that that competition level is pretty low, but Jets' defense is good. They put up 30. Jets' offense is bad without Aaron Rodgers. Dallas kept them to 10. That's what you're supposed to do. So exactly, this Dallas team, Micah Parsons is an absolute dog. Dak Prescott's having a, a good, good start to the season. He had 255, two touchdowns today. CeeDee Lamb okay, almost yeah, caught 150. He had 11 receptions for 143 yards. It's going to be a test on both sides. I, we both picked an L. So far, Tyler, we're both two for two. I don't have a feeling we're going to be one for th- three after next week.
1: Mm, no. No we will be i think we both will still be still be at 100% and i still think uh, brady will still be at 100% too.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot we could comp- if you missed Tyler's daughter Brady did a season prediction much like we did but it was much funnier and probably going to be more correct. Better. Uh yeah, it's just better. Go on arizonasports.com the Arizona Sports <laughs> more app. more correct. <laughs> go, shh. go go on the Arizona Sports app go to arizonasports.com. Go ahead and check that out before it gets too late in the season and the mystery kind of wears off. So specifically, I'm interested to see how the secondary holds up against CD lamb, how the offensive line holds up. Cause they definitely did not have some of the brightest moments today. So I'm excited, yeah. not excited, but interested in to see how they hold up against a Dallas front. That's going to be very tough. Just don't get blown out. Right so far, two games, two close games, two losses, as far as the tank goes, that's a pretty good outcome. Let's uh, let's take a quick look around the NFL as far as the tank ometer goes and see uh what games were important. So Well I can tell you Houston lost. Houston did lose to the Colts and that's good because you want the Colts to win and you that's a big this game it's a big game Colts Texans I didn't even realize that yeah that's that's important the Buccaneers won again they beat that's the a, Bears that's a big game too <laughs> so the but that's the thing is now the Bears are oh and two and are the Bears going to be okay now we're we passed on the number one pick last year do we want the number one pick this year but the Bucks two and oh that's that's good for the Cardinals as far as the end of the season goes. The Rams did pick up a loss to the 49ers. That's expected. They're 1-1. One one. Seattle got a win. I don't think that they're going to be at the bottom like some people thought after the loss to the Rams. Are we looking at the Raiders? Because the Raiders, oh, they might be there, brother. Maybe. They maybe. lost uh, 38-10 to today to the Bills. I think the yeah. the Raiders, the Bears... The Jets, those are three teams we did not discuss going for the top pick in the draft or a top pick that could.
1: Yeah, I think the Jets have enough defense where they won't be there.
0: But uh, Zach Wilson's their quarterback, at least for now, at least for now, at least for now. But you're looking at the Colts and the Texans, the Bears and the Buccaneers, maybe the Giants, maybe the Rams ah who else maybe yeah. the Raiders those those are teams that are going to be down there probably with Arizona so other than that Tyler I think that's probably about going to wrap this up here unless you have any final thoughts looking ahead to next week uh but uh it, just
1: one more one more injury update LJ Collier he Collier I think I'm saying it's Collier I need to realize how to say his name I guess or Pren- do Pren- you because Pren-
0: it doesn't seem like he's going to be playing for a while
1: yeah, that's the uh, that's the problem. So, yeah, uh, talking to Gannon today, he said they're not really sure when they could get him back. Obviously, he's on the IR, but they don't know if he'll be back this year. They're, they're still working through that and said it's going to be a long injury. He's dealing with the biceps. So, something to watch. I thought he was playing really well, uh, and then he went down with that. And so, now it's, it's – uh, it's feel, I feel for the dude because he's had a lot of injury problems. But we'll have to see what they do and how that rotation on the defensive line goes because – it's uh it's going to get a little hairy if they if they keep dropping like flies.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I think this team has kind of shown they know how to adapt to adversity because throughout all of it you're still missing Kyler Murray. And I actually I have one more thing to say. One more thing. I ran into a Kyler Murray hater today. <laughs> and it's kind of like the first one I've actually seen and met and talked to in public. And we were talking, I was watching the game uh, at a Mexican restaurant, and our waitress was a Steelers fan and a Cardinals fan, which, interesting, right? Uh, <laughs> well, the, from from Pittsburgh, lived out here for a while, I'm sure was very conflicted a couple years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, we're talking to her about the game, and, uh, oh, you big Cardinals fan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not do any shameless promotion. I did not. Wow. I want to make that clear. I did not do that. But out of nowhere, she goes, oh, but I'm so happy we don't have that little guy anymore. (laughs) And I was like, what? I was like, you don't like Kyler?" And she's like, no, I hate him. And I was like, "Okay, like, that's the first real life person that I've met. The first real life person I've met that like just was like, no, he's not just like, oh, I'm kind of out on him or oh, maybe he's not as great as the number one overall pick, but like (laughs) <laughs> like a sounding kind of like an internet troll about it. And it's like if that's yep. your opinion, that's your opinion, that's fine. I'm not here to tell you that's wrong. I disagree with you, but I just found that interesting that I actually ran into one in real life today. That's funny. So, I just had to say that. And if you're listening right now, food was great. Uh no hard feelings even though you're also a Steelers fan. That's weird. <laughs> respect respect for, you know, maybe holding it down for your hometown, but A little strange. Okay, Tyler, that's going to do it here on Cardinals Corner. You can go ahead and follow Tyler at T Drake for Sports. That's the number four. T Drake for Sports. He's going to keep you updated throughout the week leading up to us recording after the game you're going to want to be following tyler he's going to take you through practice he's going to record some stand-ups he's going to give you some video updates he's going to write some great articles on the arizona sports app on ArizonaSports.com. you can probably also catch him on the radio a couple times a week that usually happens as well he's everywhere so go ahead and follow him at t drake 4 sports you can follow the show as well at az cards corner Or you can go to at AZ Sports and our stuff will be reposted there as well. You can go to follow me at Eric Ruby at E-R-I-K-R-U-B-Y. No video with this show, but we'll try to get some out for you guys throughout the season. But until then, remember, even if you're 0-2 and your team just gave up a 20-0 lead at halftime, it is okay and actually encouraged to enjoy football. We'll talk to you guys next week.